Working remotely, where you are shouldn't dictate what you do. Work from the road by turning your vehicle into a reliable high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier, take your work on the road and AT&T will be there to keep you connected. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls, finish up that presentation, or answer last-minute emails. Why wait? Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi today for free trial eligibility. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. You've heard the rumors before, perhaps some whispers written between the lines of the textbooks. Conspiracies. Paranormal events, all those things that disappear from the official explanations. Tune in and learn more of the stuff they don't want you to know in this video podcast from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I'm the tech editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as usual... That would be senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Let's turn this mother out, y'all. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hey there. Hey there. How about that? Yeah, that'll work. All right, so today we are going to talk about some podcasting tips. Uh, we actually get a lot of requests to do an episode about podcasting. and um, We keep uh, coming up with the reasons why we shouldn't do it today. And right. We, today, <laughs> today we decided to do it. Today we're like, you know what? We're going to get this out of the way. You know why? Because if we weren't doing how podcasting works, you know what we would be doing? Cantennas. Or tech conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. Two other ones that we keep putting off. Actually, just between you and us, we're not supposed to talk about the tech conspiracy theories. Oh, that's right. They don't want you to know. 
So let's talk about podcasting instead. Um, now, we've had a lot of people ask us things, everything ranging from what kind of equipment do we use, what kind of software do we use, uh, and just general tips on podcasting. So people who want to get into podcasting, what should they do? What should they avoid doing? And uh, a lot of the stuff that we have learned over the course of our, what, year and a half of podcasting, mm-hmm. uh, mainly we've learned through trial and error. Wow, um, a year and a half? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, anyway. and it's pretty much been a year and a half. And um yeah, and and he's he's right. Actually, um we were one of the very first podcasts at howstuffworks.com yeah. and um we followed stuff you should know and stuff you missed in history class. Yeah. So yeah. we were the third one. Yeah, uh, actually Marshall Brains. Marshall Brain has been doing one for a while. Right, he was doing a podcast and a blog sort of independently from the group right. for a long time and then and then we jumped on board. And um Actually, when, when I was the first, uh, Josh's first co-host on Stuff You Should Know. Right. So you've been doing this longer than just so, about anyone else besides Josh. True. True. Um, but it's funny because we tried a bunch of different stuff. We've actually had, uh, we got, we've gotten some comments over the course of the last year and a half, like, you know, who writes this stuff? Right. <laughs> and the answer is nobody. Yeah. We actually, Josh and I tried a little bit writing some of the stuff out. And that just totally, we tried to test with that and that totally didn't work. Yeah, the, the earliest, uh, tech stuffs, we, we outlined the heck out of those early, early shows. Yeah. Um, all yeah. right. So let's, let's talk, let's talk about the genesis of tech stuff in general. And then we'll talk about some of the equipment we use and then we'll give some podcasting tips. How about that? That sounds great. So, you know, this is the sort of stuff that we used to talk about before the show <laughs> and we would outline it and we would go point by point. We don't do that anymore, which is why we kind of go through things in a haphazard way. Although I do feel compelled to point out that not all the the podcasters here at howstuffworks.com go by that theory. Now, yeah. in general, we do try to be conversational. I mean, right. that's there nobody's I don't know of anybody that scripts out what they're going to say when they come on to the podcast. But um I think everybody pretty much you know, just has a good rapport with his or her co-host and it's sort of a, okay, well, we're going to talk about these 10 things, make sure we cover this or that. Yeah, Jonathan some, and I are just sort of looser about yeah, it. Yeah, we don't, <laughs> we don't meet beforehand like some of the other podcasters yeah, yeah. do. So yeah, everyone has their own style. We'll get to, we'll get to style in a little bit. So let's, okay. let's do the history of tech stuff. So, um, Once our, upon a time. our editor in chief came to us, Connell Byrne. He came to us and said, guys, we want you to do a podcast about technology. Think you would blow it out of the park. You'll be super rock stars, uh, that kind of thing. And, and I had looked around and said, I'm sorry, who are you talking right. to? And I, and I was like, let me go. I want to do it. Let's do it now. <laughs> and uh, so we were told at that time that we were trying. You know, this this was brand new for us. It was not something that HowStuffWorks.com had been doing before besides Marshall's uh, podcast and yeah. the, the – this was before even Stuff You Should Know had started to uh, publish. This yeah. was uh, just before it started to publish. So at that time, since we were all kind of new to this, we decided to put some limitations and some parameters up to kind of uh, give us a framework so that we wouldn't just flail around the way we do now. Um well, speak for yourself. I flail pretty handily. Thank you very much. Okay. So the very the very first rules were that the episodes had to be around five minutes in length, and they were supposed to relate back to a specific article on the site. Wow, I, that just makes me want to laugh. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. No, we don't. Uh, we don't do either of those things anymore. Now, now other podcasts they do. They'll they'll still cover specific uh, uh, articles, which is fine. We just that 
that we don't have to do yeah, that. Yeah, we're no longer we're required, required to. to do that, but we can do that if we want to. And we've done a couple of episodes where we've talked about specific articles. <clears throat> but fortunately, we're no longer uh, restricted to just that. So back then, we discovered very quickly that it was hard to get into a topic and cover it in five minutes. Most of our episodes were pushing seven or eight minutes easily because – uh, by the time we were done with the introductions, we had about two and a half minutes left to explain whatever it was we were talking about. Yep. Uh, but we also got feedback from our listeners that, and the, most of the feedback said, you know, I like the podcast, but it needs to be longer because you're not really getting into the topic. So with that, we extended the time to about 10 minutes, right? We, we went yeah. from five to 10. Yeah. And so if you look at those early tech stuff episodes, you'll see the first few are five minutes long and then the next group is about 10 minutes. And then after that, it kind of explodes. Because we were told one day we came in and that was when Jerry was producing our show. Yeah. Uh, and she told us one day, like, oh, don't worry about the time. Just don't go over, you know, 25 minutes. That's probably, that's probably about the upper length of what we want to hit. But other than that, you know, go as long as you need to go to explain the topic. And that's when our episodes really started to change. Uh, at the same time that we had the five and 10 minute rule, we were outlining our episodes pretty heavily. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had to make sure we hit that time limit. Right. You know, we couldn't go over it, so we wanted to make sure we knew what we needed to hit. We couldn't just talk our way through it. Yeah, and we also, when we had, that was very helpful when we had specific ideas that we wanted to hit in the podcast, too, which um, uh, we don't always get to in some cases. I've gone back and looked at my notes on a couple podcasts and gone, oh, man, I didn't even talk about that. Yeah, yeah, that's happened to me, too. So, uh you know, that it, it can be useful to have an outline, uh, especially if you want to do that. But then again, uh, most of the time when we do that, it's because we get so excited about whatever it is that we're talking about. And then we have so much we want to say about it that we just keep going. Yeah. So once those uh, once once <laughs> the, the format the, uh, changed, we, we started to change our own uh, methods and we, we began to realize that. The more we tried too short. <laughs> well, not yeah, sometimes. So we went to the German opera range. Um but no, the we, we began to realize that the more we would prepare together for a show that we were about to do, the less conversational it was and the more like uh lectury it sounded, you know? Yeah. It didn't sound like we two guys trying to explain and talk about a a topic and give it context. It sounded like the pre-recorded notes for some sort of you know, technology lecture. And, uh, so we started to, to do our own studying at that point. And then we would just meet for the podcast and we'd each have our own notes. We would sometimes share links if we saw, saw something that was really useful mm-hmm. so that the other person would also have access to it and not just, you know, come out of nowhere. And, um, but then we would just, we sit down at the microphones and hit record. And then we would torture whoever it was that was producing our show at the time with horrible puns as we, Talked about whatever the topic was. Yes, that's a, that's a helpful tip that I would give you if you're uh, considering doing your own podcast. Make sure to use plenty of puns. Right. Yeah. Because Lord knows everyone loves puns. Oh, yes. Josh and Chuck are incredibly fond of puns. Yes. They like puns the way I like pie. <laughs> you so, must hate pie a lot more than I thought you did. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the equipment and software that we use. Okay. All right. So what do you want to start with? Microphones? Yeah, we'll talk about the mics. So we were asking our producers about the microphones because <clears throat> 
you may find this hard to believe, but even though we are the tech writer and editor of HowStuffWorks.com, we do not have a a database filled with every single piece of equipment that is in our office. Yeah, that's that's true. And I, uh, you know, sort of bridging the gap between this history of tech stuff and the equipment. Um, there are uh, one of the nice things about us getting into podcasting in the first place was we already had a studio available to us because there were other projects that we used a lot of this equipment for. We already had, um, you know, high end video equipment, um, and audio equipment and people who knew how to use it. Um, so, you know, you don't necessarily, this is not necessarily the setup. You know, we already had some of this stuff. Yeah. We we repurposed a lot of stuff that we had for other projects specifically for podcasting. Um, we are not saying that you need to go out and purchase similar uh, equipment because for one thing, it's probably out of a lot of people's price range. Um, it's out of my price range. Yeah. It's definitely out of mine if I were to do this on my own, but this is, people have asked us what we used. So I thought we would go ahead and, and explain. So for our microphones, we use AKGs and they are C 2000 B microphones. We were told by Mr. Matt Frederick that they are not omnidirectional, despite the fact that they totally look like omnidirectional microphones. They totally do. But they're not. They're directional. They just have a a wide angle or a wide uh, uh, cone that you can speak into, which is a good thing because occasionally we'll you know lounge in a weird way and just talk toward the microphone, and it still seems to pick us up pretty well. Yeah. We also have a uh, nice pop filter in front of it. So yes. Kinda... We do use pop filters because we don't want to pop our peas. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we also have, as our preamp, um, you don't necessarily have to have a preamp if you've got a microphone that plugs directly into, say, a USB port, but we aren't using that. We're using a preamp, the uh, the Applied Research and Technology preamp, um, and we have one of those per input. We have got three of the uh, preamps because we do have three inputs, although we have not actually used the third one yet. Yeah. Um, Stuff You Should Know has used it for uh, their healthcare series. They had oh, okay, Molly yeah. in and she got to – she sat in and, and joined Josh and Chuckers uh, as we like to call him. <laughs> or sometimes <laughs> listeners like to call me yeah. Chuckers when they forget that my name's Jonathan. Um, <laughs> well, you know, Jonathan sounds like Chuck. Yeah. We haven't figured out, by the way, which one of us should be more offended. If Chuck should be more offended or if I should – neither of us are really offended because, you know, Chuck's a cool guy and yeah. and I'm not on his mm-hmm. radar. So um, <laughs> now as for as for the software we use, we're using uh, uh, Final Cut, right? Yeah. So that's the, that's the audio software we're using. We record with Soundtrack, which is part of that suite. And then um, for all of our sound effects, whenever we do soundscaping, Liz pulls that from the, the, the suite as well. Yeah, we we are using a uh, a Macintosh computer to do this, but you uh there are software programs for Windows and Linux both that can can do the same kinds of things essentially. Yes. So And and Matt Frederick also wanted to me to point out that his favorite piece of equipment that we have, we're not using it right now, but his favorite piece of equipment is called the Blue Icicle. And you can plug an XLR microphone into this. It converts it to USB, mm-hmm. and it actually has a volume control on the device itself, so you can help uh, control that the the levels before it ever reaches your computer. Yeah, yeah. The, the name of the company is Blue. Yeah, and it is the icicle. icicle. Yes. So, but he he wanted specifically yeah. for us to point that out. So that's that's our setup. But here's the thing. Now we're going to get into some podcasting tips, and one of the tips I would give people is. Don't sweat the the equipment and software 
that much. Yes, that's, absolutely. That I is agree not with that. necessarily the that that should not be your number one concern because if you're concerned with having the most technologically advanced equipment and the 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 most uh, the the software with the most features, you might have a podcast that sounds really good, but that that's not enough for listeners to tune in to you week after week. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh as long as you have a quiet room, um, you know something preferably without. Hard floors and uh, yeah, something you know, where you're not going to get walls. a lot of echo. Yeah, I mean, you might you might even uh, try out a couple different settings. Yeah, um, especially if you have a laptop computer and something that you know something that simply plugs into your your machine. It should be fairly easy for you to test a couple different environments and and see what sounds good to you. Yeah, you can. I would suggest testing out several different kinds of microphones. Maybe like there's some headsets that actually aren't that bad. They they actually provide a very decent sound. Um, At home, I use a snowball mic, uh, which works really well for me. It's an omnidirectional mic. And actually, I like it a lot, but uh, I use that with my Mac. Yeah. Um, And then a lot of, you know, I, I would probably recommend against using a a native microphone on a computer. I mean, some yeah. of them can pick up sound pretty well, but most of them, you're not going to get the best sound quality out of those. And that's one thing I would say is getting a, a an independent microphone is probably a, a good purchase, a good investment. I, I yeah, I think that uh, that's sort of a, a very basic necessity. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, um, but, but you don't have to to fork over you know hundreds of dollars to to do that. In fact, no. you can even get a, a, a good uh, XLR for less than a hundred dollars, really, or maybe just over. Right. You would just need to have the equipment to plug it into. Exactly. So uh, perhaps an icicle or yeah. or a preamp, um, or a, a, a you know an inexpensive board. It depends on how many inputs you're going to want to use too. Yeah, because yeah. if you are uh, if you're going to want to have uh, say get your your friends together and and do a podcast with a bunch of people, you're going to need something to uh, handle the different channels. Assuming you're not all going to speak into one mic. Uh, it could be a little cozy quarters there. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about some other stuff like uh, post-production. Like okay. I just said, uh, right there. That was an uh. Yes, I heard the uh. Now, some podcasters would want to go in and take out all the uhs, ums, pauses, things like that in order that would, to make a podcast sound more smooth and professional. That would be really time-consuming. It takes so much time. That That can take – Okay, imagine a 30 minute long podcast and then you're filled t- with ums and yeah, us. And now you're going to be, and interruptions. You're going to take, like I keep doing. It will take you hours to get the sounds of Paulette screaming <laughs> out of your podcast because you're strangling him repeatedly throughout the, yeah. So concerning yourself with this, I think taking out really, really bad stuff, like stuff where it just, it brings the, the recording to us halt. That's fine. But I wouldn't worry about any of the small things because it gives your your podcast a little character. People really talk like that. It's not something to be ashamed of. Yeah. And and unless you're like some sort of professional voiceover actor or radio personality, you probably haven't trained yourself to take that that stuff out of your speech. I haven't. And I'm doing this as part of my job, so that's all well and good. However, no, nice, nice radio voice. Uh, <laughs> now, um, yeah, I think one of the problems with that is, I mean, you sort of have to think about what you're going to do here, but I think that also makes it sound really flat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're, you're, you know, reading off a script, you don't have any ums or uhs. It just, it comes off as really, really flat. 
Yeah, it doesn't it it's not very inviting to the listener necessarily. Uh so let's talk a little bit more about some other tips. The one of the big tips I would I would give anyone who's getting into podcast is really what's the purpose of your podcast? Define that. Figure out why you want, you know, why do you want a podcast? What is it that you want to say? Is there a specific topic or uh, a category of information that you really want to talk about? Is there a specific game that you want to do a podcast about or a specific television show or genre? Um, don't, you know, doing a podcast about practically anything sounds like it's very liberating, but it actually ends up being really frustrating and difficult to, to pull off well. It also is hard to get an audience because someone may have a, a real interest in one topic, but your next topic doesn't interest them at all because it's not at all related to the first one. It's hard to build an audience that way. And one thing you can consider too is um, limiting yourself more at the beginning because you can, you can always change. Yeah. I mean, think back to the, the early days of tech stuff. We had to, uh, we had to talk about a specific article. So we would look on the site for something that we wanted to talk about. And then, oh, okay, we got a topic, a specific topic. And we, you know, would riff on that for five or 10 minutes. Well, now, um, one of the things that Jonathan and I, and I like to try to do, I mean, other than answering listener mails, that's kind of been, uh, where we've been the last few weeks, but, mm. um, you know, we've, we want to try to come up with something that's not on the website, but, you know, we still are working within the, the confines of computers and electronics. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it did give us a platform from which to start because we already had something to talk about. I mean, you could say, well, I want to talk about everything, but maybe start with something you know well, uh, yeah, like yeah. video games. And then maybe you say, well, I like talking about video games, but what if I want to talk about board games, too? So you yeah. could have a a games podcast. Or even like, or you know what? Games I've been and movies. About, yeah, exactly. I've been talking about role-playing games. Now, maybe I should talk about this fantasy movie that I really like. And you know, that, that'd that be fine too. I mean, having it grow organically is probably an, a, a good tip as well. You know, don't, you don't necessarily have to force it into any kind of, um, any specific model. Another thing I would recommend, an easy way to build an audience, a, a good dependable way. Pay them? <laughs> no. Oh. Is to have a regular and dependable production schedule. Ah, if, yes. if you if you publish your podcast, you know, whenever you have time and that's it. And so it may be that you push one out one week and then the next week you have a second episode and then it may be three or four weeks before you have a third episode. It's very difficult to build an audience that way. People will tend to um, to lose interest and, and start to leave. So it's good to set up a, a schedule uh, of publication and stick to it as best you can. And part of that. Um, that can be really challenging if you just, you know, some weeks you just don't have the time to, to do recording, right? Or I mean, it happens maybe to you're us on vacation too. or you're sick with the swine flu. Yeah. So what, 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 what we do is Chris and I will sit down. We record two podcasts at a time, sometimes three, uh, in one recording session. Uh, and then we do enough of these so that we've built up a backlog of episodes. So we can, when, when we started publishing, we had actually recorded, I don't know, maybe six or seven episodes total before the first one ever uh, was released. I think there may have been more of that, more than that. It could have been as many as like 10 or 12. Yeah. So they, plus they wanted to evaluate them. We wanted to, um, they had other people listening to them too, to see what they thought and, you know, things yeah, they wanted to change. Internal. Yeah. So, uh, you know, 
because we it was lucky. a brand new thing. We were lucky. They didn't have to. They didn't want us to change too much. I mean, they they gave us the go ahead to make them longer, and that was about it. But the um, yeah, you know, if you if you record them ahead of time, if you do if you do several episodes so that you have a backlog, then you don't have to worry so much on those times where you know you just don't have the time to to record. You've got episodes to fall back on. And you can keep publishing them even if you had to take a break on recording. Now, granted, of course, that's only going to work for so long. You can't, you can't. Yeah, we found that out. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've we run out. right of, through that buffer. Yeah. We, we ran out of the backlog a couple of times and then had to go into some intense recording sessions to build it back up. Um, we're currently, um, I guess maybe a week and a half ahead. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So, um, at any rate, the, the best advice there is just make sure you've got a few episodes recorded uh, and and publish them, like I said, on a regular basis, whether that's once a week or every day. I mean, if you're doing a daily podcast, you're probably recording every day anyway. Yeah. Uh, that might be a little bit different. Like, that's like challenging. Our, our episode is not necessarily timely. We aren't always tackling something that's in the news, although we have done that before. No, because, and, and we do a little of that on Tech Stuff Live. Yeah. We've got a live streaming show that we handle most of the timely stuff. We don't we don't worry about that so much in this podcast, although we have, like I said, tackled some some fairly timely topics. Yeah, yeah. So if if you're if you're not handling uh, if you're not talking about something that is time sensitive, then you have the luxury of being able to record as many as you like before you start going live. Um, if it is something that's time sensitive, of course that does change things. If you're doing something where you're you're discussing say, uh, a show, a television show, and you want the episode to go up live the day after the television show airs, you don't have that kind of flexibility. So, I mean, it, it all will depend on your situation. But I do think that if you can if you can establish that reliable publication schedule, you will build an audience much faster than otherwise. Yeah, just, just as a comment, I sort of envy uh, stuff you missed in history class because, um, you know, that's history. For us, we have actually recorded stuff and have it have had it go out of date before between, it actually between, goes live yeah, because we're doing tech and publication, yeah. And then, you know, we go, oh man, yeah. Nothing like saying something like, you know, Android phone is never going to go to any other carrier; it's just going to stay on T-Mobile. And then hmm. the next week, like, oh, it's oh. on Sprint. Well, all right. Well, you know, then, haha, we'll just have people. Oh, it's on Verizon now. We've <laughs> oh, son of a. Mm. We've had to uh, have our. Uh, engineers re-edit a couple of the podcasts, like go back in the studio for five minutes and sort of record a patch to uh, rip out the old yeah, one you, and go, you may have actually, actually, you may have actually noticed a couple that, yeah, cause there's some of those. Oh, yeah, we had a we, couple where we went this just in. Yeah. We've done a postscript <laughs> where you could tell that we had to go in afterward. Uh, sometimes our, our editors are just very good at, at cutting out the offending bit and inserting a new bit. And you can't even tell. Thank you, Lizzie. Thank you, Lizzie. <laughs> um, so, do we have any other tips that we want to give? Like any other, like, uh, just general tips about podcasting? Um, just want to reiterate, don't get hung up on the whole podcasting biz thing because you can honestly do this with a computer and a microphone. Just make an MP3 of your, yourself talking and make it a podcast. Yeah. I, it's not, it's not, uh, rocket surgery. I can't, yeah, I can't imagine. As they say, I can't imagine what it would be like to do this. On my own? You know, I, I think it would be harder. I mean, we have people who record this for us. We have people who edit the, the podcast. We have people that publish them to iTunes for us, which is uh, for which we're all extremely grateful. Right. Uh, speaking for everyone there. Well, even but I'm pretty sure. I mean, I even just thinking about doing it 
like without a co-host. I then when it's just you and a microphone, that changes the dynamic quite a bit. I would. There imagine. goes my plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he meant that he was going to ditch me or that he was going to, uh, uh, you know, he wanted to take the the show over himself. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I was totally going to start a new uh, podcast yeah. called stuff on my desk right. and uh, you know, cause that never changes. I don't have to worry about it. It's yeah. Like you could do staplers, like, do like seven episodes and then just rerun them. Yeah, exactly. It's so, sort of a mini series. Those are our, our, our tips and just, you know, general information of what we do. Uh, if you, you're curious about our, our process, we pick our topics usually the week before we record and then the day of the recording is when we end up doing research despite the fact of having an entire week to have looked into it. Um, <sighs> but we research the topics independently. We come together. We have our conversation and then uh, we sit there and notice that we've been recording for like 30 minutes and then realize that – we need to stop. I noticed the timer's off. Well, that's because my phone started vibrating because of the Oh, yeah. There's, there's a tip. Leave your phone out of the studio. Okay. I have my phone set on airplane mode. It's just because the damn schedule thing went off. I'm not telling you. I'm saying don't forget to turn off that stuff. Actually, uh, we're not – we're generally not supposed to have phones in here because they actually cause interference with our equipment. Yeah. And, the- including phones that are – because our studio is actually in the middle of the office. And people whose phones are the people who sit just around there, it can the equipment can actually pick that up. Well, that's that's why I have it on airplane mode, so it doesn't. I know it doesn't. I'm, saying, I'm stop. It's a tip. Stop persecuting me. I popped my pee just then. Uh, All right, so let's uh, let's wrap this up with a little listener mail. We were talking about the old times so much, and I just thought I'd go back to it. Okay. This comes from Miles, and Miles says, In your podcast about the different types of keyboards, you'd mentioned how you wouldn't want to switch to a Dvorak keyboard because of the major change from the QWERTY standard. This is an example of negative transfer. Because you're so used to the QWERTY style, it would actually be harder for you to learn how to type on another type of keyboard than someone just learning how to type... Uh, for the first time, I assume. I can't take all the credit for this knowledge. I must give credit to my girlfriend who's studying human factors and ergonomics in graduate school and has knowledge about such things. Anyway, I wanted to say that I love the show. Keep up the good job. Sincerely, Miles. You know, I've experienced negative transfer a few times. Like when I went to the University of Georgia, they didn't accept all my credits and I had to take classes again that I... What? It's a shame that they can't see the look I'm giving you right now. Yeah, it's pretty much the look of disgust. Blink. Blink. Thank you for the info, Miles. Thank you, girlfriend, for us as well. We we have given her credit. Uh, she should see that on the transcript next time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, just look for that in the place where we never put it. Yeah. If you would like to learn more about podcasting, we actually have an article on HowStuffWorks.com about podcasting. And, of course, we have tons of amazing podcasts available. I know that we're the best, but we also have some other good ones. There's Stuff You Should Know, Stuff You Missed in History Class, Stuff from the B-Sides, High Speed Stuff, Stuff, stuff of Genius. genius. Uh, was the, the there's Stuff on Earth. Coolest Stuff on Earth. That's the one that I was about to forget. Um and more. So check them out. They're great. They're great podcasts. If you ever want to kind of listen to the different styles, you'll hear how not everyone prepares for their podcast the same way. You can actually kind of pick that up by listening. And uh, if you want to see what we look like when we are trying to talk about technology, tune in 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, Tuesdays. 
That's when we do Tech Stuff Live, and you can find the link to that on the HowStuffWorks.com blogs. Just go to HowStuffWorks.com, look on the right side, you'll see the links there. And Chris and I will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the new Tech Stuff blog, now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Running a business is no cakewalk, but with SAP Concur Solutions, you can be ready for anything. You can manage travel, expenses, and AP all on one platform that's packed with AI and best practices, and that delivers it all through an easy, clear, I can't believe how simple that is experience. So, while not much can be done about that guy who never fails to burn the microwave popcorn and stink up the entire office, with SAP Concur, you can easily handle almost anything else. Take control of your business finances today at concur.com. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.